Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 215. And wait. We go. We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my yard. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 215 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at... Michael J. Putty, joining me this week, as always, Hollywood Mark Schwann. Schwann, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic, buddy, as well as one could be during the quarantine. During What, 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 what week are we on this? I, I forget. 87? 87? No, it's impossible. No, while you're in hey, the mood? Uh, why? I'm in the same, I think it's the same reason I'm in the mood. Huge, huge milestone here in the Shot of Wrestling family. This past week, one year ago, Mark. One year. Can you believe one year ago, BX Strong won the BWF Tag Team Titles, officially dubbing them the oh. two-man faction championships. On my uh, on my wedding day, no less, that happened. Oh, that's why you weren't on commentary. I was wondering, why is Abel there? Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, guys, congratulations to you. One year, huh? Yeah, one year. Celebrate one year. That's It's crazy, like... I feel like it was just yesterday when my wedding happened, and I would give anything to go back to that day just to repeat it. One year, it means, Jimmy J, you were out of the pool. Sorry, buddy. Pay up. <laughs> How'd you guys celebrate your one year? Did you do that whole like, cake topping thing? We did. We did, actually. We, we, uh, so we had our cake frozen for the, for the year, and we, we had it, actually. We, uh, we took it out a day early, so defrosted a bit. Still tasted pretty good. I was surprised. That's what they say. I'm really surprised too when we hear that. Yeah, and but also my mother-in-law, she got us um, a newer version of the cake hmm. at the same bakery and same flavors and all that. And it was bomb. Like I, I loved it. Uh, what, what kind of cake did you have? So it was chocolate mousse filling with it's also strawberry in there. Oh, um, gross. I hate I when you, you mix up a delicious cake with like strawberries. Like, can you just get middle, can be just middle, just be chocolate mousse or chocolate pudding or some pudding or mousse of flavor, well, any flavor? Why do you put fruit in the middle? I'm, I'm a chocolate guy. My wife isn't. So we had to kind of split that up. Okay, whatever. This past week, also my brother's birthday. Oh, yeah? And for the last couple of occasions, he's been stopping by a bakery to get a cake because my parents are, I've always been like, just buy an Entenmann's cake, right? Mm-hmm. When we were kids, my mom would make a cake, but she can't do that no more. So I'm like, all right, let me get a nice cake for my brother, not just an Entenmann's one like my mom told me because, come on. I couldn't find a cake anywhere. So I found this one cake. I I had it for like a special occasion, either Christmas or his birthday last year. It's a huge cake with four different flavors. Each qu- it's four different quadrants. Red velvet, caramel, double chocolate, and carrot cake. Oh, I'd be all over that double chocolate. That caramel is amazing. Ugh, not caramel, guy. Neither was I, but the last like couple months, I've been really diving into caramel. Oh, man, amazing. Oh, it's, I don't like stickiness, like on anything. That's what she said. Okay. Easy there, guy. What? According to The Office, the show I just finished, and now I have nothing to watch. you know how many Office memes there are? Are you a fan of The Office? You know, I, I, I like The Office. I have never seen it in its entirety. That was my thing. I, I, I like The Office. Uh, it was on Thursday nights. I had fraternity meetings, so I, I missed, like, the big chunk of it. I got mm-hmm. into it after uh, Steve Carell left. You know, lucky my oh, luck. Oh, that's when you got into it? Yeah, my luck, right? Really? Weird. I, I watched his last couple episodes. I'm like, oh, he's leaving? Let me watch it then. So I watch a bunch of episodes on, you know, Comedy Central, whenever it's on in syndication. Mm-hmm. I needed a show to watch. I'm like, let me watch The Office beginning to end. Because a friend of mine, she goes, sometimes she knows about the um, trivia contest. She went to an office trivia contest in a bar. And uh, she invited me to go with her next time. I'm like, all right, let me uh, study up. So I watched The Office, finished it, beginning to end. And uh, just as I finished the show, I found out that two characters, Pam and Angela, have their own podcast where they break down each episode. Oh, no way. I actually didn't know that. It's like, son of a bitch, where was this when I started? So now I think I might listen to that and maybe rewatch the show again just to look at the facts. I like behind the scenes stuff and like facts, trivia and stuff like that. So I might listen to that. It's right up my alley. So 
good shit. Wait, this is, That's a wrestling, this, is good this, shit. this is a wrestling podcast. What are we talking to the office? It, this is not the office podcast. No, it's not the office podcast. Let's get to some good old fashioned wrestling. That was, that was, that's my line. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark, you ready to get into the news? I'm always ready, my man. Let's rock. WWE will start finding talent who do not wear masks as part of their new policy to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. WWE officials reportedly instructed the roster that they will be required to wear protective masks at all times when present at TV tapings except for any talent performing on camera or in other on-screen roles. Fines for not wearing the mask will start at 500. Repeat offender will be fined 1,000 for any further cases of not wearing a mask. Mark, is this a case of too little too late? And does the fine match the crime here? It just sounds like this could have been done two months ago. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, this is a little too late. You know, WWE has been behind the ball as far as, you know, keeping up with COVID guidelines as evidenced with the you know, increase of cases yeah. with their talent and their crew over there. Uh, and I guess fans or are they workers? I don't necessarily know what they are. I know they're but, uh, training talent, NXT talent, and uh, they were and starting family, to do, like, right? family, family and friends. Yeah. And a couple yeah. of diehard fans locally. I, I'm assuming they would stop that. Which is ridiculous. You know, I, I mean, okay, fine, cool. I think the fine, it, it does, um, it's up to par. You know, here in New York, in New York City and uh, just New York in general, I think, actually, it's a $1,000 offense if you don't wear wow. your mask, Damn. Uh, from my knowledge. Um, you know, so, you know, they're down in Florida. Developmental, like, you don't make much. And yeah. I honestly know what these friends and family, what they're making. So, you know, so, yeah, I think that does fit the crime. 500 first offense, 1,000 next. Yeah, that fits. That's fine. Yeah, but, again, like, I, I agree. You know, this this is a little too late. Way too late. My thing, the first thing I thought of very randomly, very weirdly, was uh, Ricky Williams. Great running back from the NFL. Long-time Miami Dolphin. Big pot smoker, mm-hmm. which, is, which is, you know, against the rules in the NFL. Right. I think Rob Van Dam did the same thing when he was at w, uh, WWE. He didn't care. He would just smoke. When he failed the test, he would get he would pay the penalty anyway. Right. He's like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do this. That's why I'm thinking of, like, these people who don't believe in masks. 500 bucks? I'm going to take, take my money here. So I just maybe it should be a little steeper, but you made a good point. The uh, the talent, the uh, trainees don't make a lot of money, so maybe that's what they're no. thinking here. No, they don't. And, and you know, obviously, you know, I, I think from what from what I hear and what's going on, it seems like the talent, the actual talent, you know, they're aware of like how serious this is, COVID nineteen. Um, apparently, Vince McMahon hasn't been in Gorilla really? during a lot of this time. Good. So I think Shouldn't that they end up. Apparently, that's why uh, shit has been slipping over there. Oh, really? That's the way? Okay. That's what they're saying. And who knows? You know, they could be just saying it's a safe face. We don't know. There's no camera right there in Gorilla. We're not going to have any idea. Yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, you just got to get face value. So, if that's the case, then, you know, I mean, the only thing you do is just go forward. You can't go backwards. So this is what they're implementing. Cool. Hopefully, there's going to be a decrease in any type of cases in WWE, and um, you know, hopefully, just in general, this whole thing oh, will said, uh, uh, die down. <laughs> you know, I said too little, too late, but also maybe uh, better late than never. So at least they're having doing something. Right. Right. I mean, you know, luckily, no one has uh, no one has died from this in WWE. Yeah, knock on no wood. boy has knock on wood. You know, apparently, uh, as of Friday, you know, Lana posted on social media about her mom being in ICU. She tested positive for COVID-19. So yeah, there's uh, her dad. You know, so best wishes to them. And my thoughts and prayers are with them. But, you know, as I, I, we don't necessarily know if, if that was uh, a separate case or if that was something that was, you know, trickled down from WWE. Yeah, we'll never know. But at least they're doing something. See what happens. Hopefully it helps. In other news, WWE unveiled the new United States Championship belt design on Raw. And it would seem they have also plans to stage more title belt changes. At Belt Fan Dan on Twitter revealed they have new SmackDown tag team titles since WrestleMania 35. But it remains unclear when they will debut. He also added NXT Championship belt is going to be replaced with a larger belt. 
And here's a little fun fact. He also revealed what happens to W titles when they get too worn out for TV. He said, and I quote, Since they went HD, W refreshes the belts at least once a year, if not more depending on wearing and condition. Old belts get moved to house shows and personal appearances. The least maintained belts get dumped into the warehouse for access displays. Huh. Now I know. Thanks. Thanks, at Belt Fan Dan. Mark, what do you think about the new uh, United States Championship title? I'm still on the fence about it. I don't like change. Okay. That's my problem. So I, I actually like it. I, you know, I, I see people on the fence about this. You're, you're not alone on that. Uh, so I, I don't think I, it's, uh, I don't think it's ugly. I just, I'm so used to that one for the last what, fifteen, sixteen years. Yeah, it's that that belt has been the same for pretty much forever. It's at twenty, I believe. I remember John Cena won it. It's at twenty. So it's yeah. what, sixteen years. Yeah, I've never been the biggest fan of the design. I'm not going to lie. So, so seeing this, it's it's more modern. It's more cool. It's hip. Like I dig it a lot. It actually reminds me of a type of belt that I would see probably in AEW uh, because those belts look to be a little bit more modern. Modern, yeah. uh, can't be, a little bit more modern. Don't say that. No, I'm just saying this is my point of view. You're wrong. Uh, this just this is my perception of it. I'm not necessarily saying WWE is like taking belt designs from AEW. I'm just saying AEW belts just to me just appear to be more modern, and uh, this. This exemplifies that. AEW, something that was bothering me for a couple weeks, I never got a chance to address it. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Beautiful. It absolutely is. It's a nice-looking belt. The other championship Mm -hmm. belts are god-awfully disgusting. I'm not a fan of their women's championship. Way too small. It's it's way too small. The champion holding it in the crowd. I'm drawing a blank on her name right off. uh, Kushida. I'm not making a joke here. I thought it was a toy belt. (laughs) I'm like, oh, is that a toy belt? Like one of those small mini belts? I'm like, wow. I don't know how it fits on Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is a big woman, so I don't know how it looks on her. The tag team titles are look like a flashback to like the 80s WCW belts. And I like that, actually. I just don't fit. I don't think it fits the tag team. It plus, and that God's TNT Championship. Well, it's not done yet, the TNT Championship. I'm sure it's when mostly it's done, done. it's going to be cool. You have a championship belt with just a, a network logo on it, which is weird. And then why, this, this my thing is, why the side plates have a mansion? Like, what does that symbolize? Oh, my God. Someone said what it was. That's my biggest confusion. I like, think, I don't want to, that I, drew I my eyes. I, I think that's Ted Turner's house. I, I think. Why would he put his house? I mean, I guess it's TNT. I, I don't know. I just don't like their belts. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the TNT, the whole championship was forced upon them from TNT itself. So, I mean... You know, you have to take it for what it is. You know, for the belt, it's an unfinished belt, so we can't necessarily fully critique it yet. How much more can you do to uh, it? I know, I, don't know. I, know, we'll I, know was, I know it was unfinished at the pay-per-view, whatever it was, but I think I thought it was finished by now. Nope. All right, but just uh, the women's and the tag team bots got to go. But I do, I, going back to the United States Championship in WWE, I do like it. Yeah, it's, it looks classy and prestigious. It's just it's not the belt I'm used to. It does. It, it definitely. It was long overdue for a makeshift. Ah, oh, like I said, sixteen years. Holy crap! I think that's longest I've ever gone without changing a belt. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. In other news, The Rock is now the highest paid celebrity on Instagram. Hopper HQ published their list of richest celebrities on Instagram for 2020. The Great One is now listed at number one, based off his 187.3 million followers. Social media companies note that The Rock is able to charge advertisers one million fifteen thousand per post. He beat Kylie Jenner. There are two hundred twenty-one celebrities on this. The next wrestling personality is number sixty-two, Ronda Rousey. How does oh, this wow. work? How does this work, Mark? I mean, you're you're a celebrity here. How does why do people get paid to post on Instagram? I don't know, quickly because this is nothing to do with wrestling. I'm just curious. Why? Well, because of their following. It, it's all about the following that they have. So this is like, all ad, like an algorithm type thing? Well, no. I mean, okay. So how much money per the, post? I mean, it's crazy. How many How many people that are rock up following them? It's, it's, 187 it's, million. 187 million. That's a crazy amount of people. So the rock, obviously, whenever you post, people listen. People are going to pay attention. You know, it's, it's going to show up on their feed, of course. And people are going to interact with that. So whatever the rock... Say, um, say you came out, buddy, with your own beer, right? Okay. And you pay the Rod a certain amount of money to, you know, advertise his beer on Instagram. You know, I, of course, that's going to be mega bucks for your beer company because the Rock 
is going to drink it on there, do a little video about it, shoot promo maybe on it, you know, type of an amazing motivating caption to go along with it. Doesn't it cheapen the product though? Like Rock's pushing no. beer that he doesn't even, that we know he doesn't drink. No, just because paid to it, do it. yeah, well, it also depends how they do it. I mean, like, of course, like if someone's like an experience at doing these ads, you know, it's not necessarily going to translate well, but you know, the rock is a rock. And obviously the rock is not going to go for something that doesn't necessarily fit with his brand that he doesn't believe in that, you know, that's up to the celebrity or whoever the influencer is. Also, you know, note that to... this company says he has the potential to charge 1.15 thousand. He doesn't do it now. We don't know how much he's charging. If he is charging at all, this is his potential value per post. So he's not, we're not saying he's doing it right now, but he has the potential to do, right. to do that. And right. Remember, he has the potential to do that. And that's smart because, you know, that's just, that's easy income. All he has yeah. to do is do a post. You know, that, that's how you get paid as a, as an influencer or as a celebrity uh, on social media. Another case of the rich get richer. The rich get richer. I mean, you know, not for nothing, buddy. I mean, you know, you have people that, like, just go into this just to be an influencer. Yeah. I'm not saying they're rocks that person, but, no, you know, there are know. other people that do that and they make good money doing so. You know, I'm, I'm not going to knock that. I, uh, what was it, like, last year? I'm sure it happened several times. But, like, all the WWE female wrestlers on, like, the same day were posting them drinking this random tea. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm sure they get a certain amount of likes, uh, money per like, and, like, I'm not liking this. Fuck that. <laughs> You're a bitter man, buddy. You're a bitter <laughs> man. But, you know, that's just you. But, you know, th- there's a lot of people that do follow it. You know, like, if, you know, you just look at some of these celebrities. Like, say, you, you talk about the divas. Say, like, you know, some of the Bella Twins. Female superstars, Mark. Get get with it. You know, the, the, the Bella Twins have a huge following. They have loyal, devout following there. And people will listen to whatever they say, buy whatever they want to, to advertise, and they're along for the ride. You know, I mean, th- there's a lot of people yeah. that are obsessed with different celebrities out there. No, I totally get that. But, like, so why pay him, like, a million dollars to take a picture? Like, can it be, like, a couple thousand? Like, I, don't, I, want, I just don't understand how much. We're off the, this, is like said, this, is re- this is not a wrestling thing. We don't want to waste too much time on this. But it's just that's what bothers my mind. Not, believe it or not, like, you know, the way with commercial ads have been going up, especially with uh, – bigger events like Super Bowls and, and whatnot, uh, you know, it actually is less to do something like this as mm. opposed to paying for a commercial. So, you know, and they will see the return on it. You know, well, obviously, they the have Rock seen returns yeah. on it. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay this money. I'm saying, if you're asking The Rock to take a picture of him drinking some tea, like, why couldn't it just be like 20000 Why has it got to be $1.15,000? So oh, they Jesus. see the value in The Rock. Yeah, anyway. And what he has to offer. I don't blame him. Mark, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Let's end some good news, please. Make some good news. Angelo Dawkins announced the birth of his first child. He tweeted several adorable photos capturing Welcome to the Fam, little homie. Hashtag fatherhood. Congratulations to him. Very happy for him. That's awesome. Absolutely. We need some good news. And, uh, oh, I'm not done yet, Mark. Finally, Sarah Logan announced she's pregnant. So congratulations to her and her husband, one of the Viking guys. Um, congratulations. <laughs> it's awesome. New babies, new life, circle of life, Mark. Man, we need some good news nowadays, man. Absolutely. So I'm happy Absolutely, for both man. of them. Congratulations to both of them. Um, you know, one being a parent now, and the other one uh, being a parent in the future. Great news for them. On that note, let's go uh, talk about some TV. There's a lot of TV happening this past week, Mark. Let's get right into it, okay? Absolutely. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark, TV this week. So the TV did happen. <laughs> so the conclusion of Firefest, the conclusion of Great American Bash, plus you have Raw Impact and SmackDown. Mark, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, you know, Wednesday nights, I mean, they've been, they've been fire, man. They've, they've been the ones who have been capturing my attention, uh, both shows, NXT and AEW. Uh, they've been on fire, especially, you know, with their free pay-per-views. Uh, they definitely stepped up. And, you know, the thing that really stood out the most to me this week, I have to say, and I know you're going to disagree with me, Probably. is Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I'm going to disagree now, with you. Now, I, I, this is my reason why. You know, they, I think overall they told a story. They, they, let, they let up all these weeks. It, each week was getting more and more intense. And it... it, it came down to this match, right? The commentary, they did a fantastic job telling the story with the emotion there. 
the wrestlers, they, they uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy, um, great chemistry they had in there. And, you know, of course, they had the outside interference, which helped tell the story as well. And, uh, you know, I actually didn't mind the finish at all with Jericho winning with the Judas Effect. And, uh, yeah, dude, I, the biggest thing for me is I didn't know a lot about Orange Cassidy when he was in the Indies. I just knew his name. I, I knew his reputation. And that was really it. I've never seen his matches that much. And, my God, man, people kept on telling me, just wait, just wait, just wait. And holy shit, the dude is as good as advertised. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm impressed. Okay. I mean, I can't, it's your opinion. I can't say you're wrong, but I disagree with you. But you're going to say I'm wrong. You want to say it. <laughs> Quick shout out to Bailey versus Asuka. I thought that was a great match. I mean, I think we're all, that was really entertaining. But I watched both nights of Great American Bash and Fighter Fest. And I got to give the props to uh, Great American Bash here. Oh, man. So much more enjoyable. Yeah, especially night two, you had Kenneth LeRae versus Mia Yim start out that street fight and you end. That, that was a good match. That, that was a really good match. Keith Lee, Adam Cole, baby. Winner take all match. I'm like, great bookends night two. And night one, you had uh, Sasha Banks versus uh, Io Shirai. Great match. I watched night one of Fighter Fest. Okay? Wasn't... So, I, I you're going to break this all down, aren't you? No. You're not going to give me your one TV take that? You're just going to break this all down for me? Oh, Great American Bash. Oh, no. I just could, oh, I, could, I couldn't pick. So, because I wanted to pick the Keith Lee versus Adam Cole baby match, obviously, but give up to Kenneth Larray and uh, Mia Yim. So, that whole night, Great American Bash in general, I thought delivered on both nights. Every match was delivered. I uh, killed it. Night one of Fire Fest, I watched beginning to end. I thought it was okay. Night two, I couldn't watch it all. I just, nothing drew me in. Nothing sucked me in. I had no interest in night two. Ended up fast forwarding most of it. Until, wow, really? Until Chris Jericho, Arms Cashy, because the only match I had any interest in. Again, I just started watching it, what, a couple weeks ago? Huge disappointment was the huge two major ground-shaking announcements. Okay, like an idiot, I fell for it. All right, Taz brought some championship that doesn't exist, and... It's from ECW. It's pretty badass. And Ni- that hasn't been seen in 20 years. It's fine. And then Nyla Rose announces... She's having a manager, but doesn't announce who the manager is. <sighs> huge letdowns. Both announcements. Huge letdowns. Huge disappointment. I'm happy to know. I'm not the only one. Took to Twitter. Read some Twitters. And uh, people, a lot of people agree with me. Huge disappointments. And I was disappointed with the Orange Cassidy match. Uh, I just expected more. But I'm not totally invested in this storyline. That's the only thing I thought of. So I'm not, not a knock on that night. It was just... Have you been following it all the way through the, their storyline or no? Since I started watching it. What was that? Three... Four weeks ago, I, I, I like that. I, I like the altercation night one when he was just doing on commentary, doing absolutely nothing, and he's he was pissing Jericho off. That I thought it was awesome. That's why I was looking forward to this match. And for some, I don't know why. I mean, it was I heard it was a good match. And for some reason, it just maybe because I watched it right after the Keith Lee Adam Cole match, which I thoroughly enjoyed. See Keith Lee and and Adam Cole, it okay. was it was a good match. I, I'm not going to take away from that match. The, the thing is, I look at this as a whole, right? He said a hole. And, uh, you know, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, very good competitors. They they put on a good performance together. They had good chemistry. The thing is, like, I wasn't so invested into the story. And I hate the commentary on NXT. I think it just takes away from it. So, like, you know, when when I look at, like, you know, matches or or, uh, just what my TV takedown is going to be, I look at the whole thing. And, you know, I I look at the, the competitors, the outcome. Uh, the action in the ring, the story, and the commentary as well. And for me, I think that's why uh, Cassidy and Jericho had the edge over Keith Lee and Adam Cole, baby. See, I think I think they told a better story than uh, Jericho Arn did. But that's why How I'm, so? How so? I think it's um, six of one, half dozen the other, because I was more invested in that storyline. I think that's what the whole point of it is. You're more invested in the Chris Jericho storyline. I was more invested in this storyline. So the, uh, the things I'm more invested in and more interested in, I'm going to get sucked into more than things I just casually am interested in. Did you, did you know already that Keith Lee was going to win? I mean, I, that was no. pretty out there. But I avoided spoilers on that one because uh, I don't mind spoilers, but I'm not going to go out of my way to find them. So when I see the, oh, spoiler, this guy comes away championship, I'm like, you know what? I plan on watching it. I don't have work the next day, so I can sit back, relax, and enjoy it. I don't want to be spoiled. Let me just, I had a feeling he was going to win anyway. Right. Um, so I just didn't want to be spoiled. I just wanted to enjoy it. I'm but actually, I did get I'm spoiled. Gonna... I avoided spoilers at all costs. I was on a little delay with NXT. And I'm laying on my couch. My phone lights up. 
The message from Bleacher Report, Keith Lee went, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> With like two minutes left in the show. Damn, I was doing so good. I will give it up for Keith Lee. Um, you know, tremendous achievement. He, he, is a, he is the future for WWE, I think. He's, he's, he's got this whole package going for yeah. him. And I'm glad to see that he was the one to beat Adam Cole, to become the NXT okay. champion. And also to keep on the North American Championship as well. So he's a double champion, uh, especially yeah. with the way things are going right now. You know, if you're going to have a black superstar, beer guy, it's got to be Keith Lee. Do you think they call up Adam Cole now or do they wait to see what's going on with these? Uh... Well, I don't know, actually. I was going to ask you about this. You know, so you have Adam Cole uh, okay. who could possibly be moved up to the main roster or his contract is running out. You know, and he, Britt Baker is in AEW. Does he join her or does he stay? Indeed. You know, I mean, I, that, that's up to him. I mean, the ball is in his court. You call him to the main roster. I, I, I would assume you have to bring everybody else up, though, too. The uh, other uh, From what I heard, that may not be the case. Really? That may not be the case. Yeah. And I honestly think, you know, the, the, the other guys like Fish, Strong, uh, and O'Reilly, I, I don't necessarily think they are main event ready. You know, the, these guys. I, I want to see them have their own identity. You know, I just don't. I can't tell them apart from each other. Just, again, I keep on saying it time and time again. They're cookie cutter versions of each other. Adam Cole is the one that does stand out out of that pack. There. I'll tell you out here, Bobby Fish looks like Dominic De Niro. So just in case, so you know, <laughs> that helps out a little bit. He does not look like Dominic De Niro. Dominic De Niro is better. T.J. McCone kept calling him Bobby Fish chicks. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I started watching. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I can see it now totally. Oh, awesome, Bobby Fishsticks. But you know, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I think he's main event ready, main roster ready, if that's still even a thing now. But the other three guys, I think Roderick Strong you can call up. But I don't know much about the tag team, Bobby Fish and uh, the other guy who's barely around the last couple of months because of this pandemic. I don't know much too much about them at all. But if you bring one of them up, I think all the fans are going to expect you to bring all three up, all four of them up. So I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily think if Cole goes by himself. I don't necessarily think that will hurt him. You know, he, he it won't hurt him, but it might hurt the other guys. Like, look what happened when the Shane Baszler got called up. The other two. Do you think that really will phase Vince McMahon? Oh, too bad to hurt the other guys. No, you got to do what's best for business. Right? Oh no, 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 no. Cole, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean that. But like, he's a, he's a hot ticket. When he called up Shane Baszler to the main event, hurt other two sidekicks. You never see anymore, except in the crowds with the masks on behind the plexiglass. Right. Well, none of them are ready. So, no, they're not. Really so, I don't level. know what, if they'll try to find a new leader. One of them will take over the leadership. So uh, is there something to keep an eye out, look forward to? I don't think he's going to AEW. Right. I, I want to see them develop their characters more. And if I'm Adam Cole, though, like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I am looking at like, what happened to, to Shayna Baszler and you know, what happened to Bianca Belair and you know, anyone, Ricochet, anyone that's like, moved up to the, to the main roster from NXT when they were hot. I, they're, right now, they're, they're not doing anything. Nope. On that main roster. So if man of Cole, I'm thinking otherwise. Do I want to maybe just stay in NXT? Or do I go to AEW where I have a little bit more freedom and I get to be with my girl? Nothing AEW's roster I heard somebody say is too saturated right now. They don't use half the roster anyway, so why would they add more people to it? That's something you can answer more than I do, but it seems like they rotate out a bit and honestly, it seems like the performers are happier. Because they have more input, they have a little bit more freedom to do what they want to do, and, and you know, be themselves and have their own character and say what they want to say, uh, as opposed to you know WWE, it's just very restrictive over there as far as what they can do. We shall see. Anything else you want to talk about on TV? Cover uh, everything. Is there, any, is there anything else really to talk about TV? I mean, SmackDown was awful. I, I don't think it was awful. The tag team main event wasn't, wasn't bad. Tag team, I, I, you know, I just couldn't get into it. I, I really can't. You know, there's the only thing that uh, that I liked. You know, I can't believe I'm going to say this was uh, Sasha and Bailey. You know, versus Thank you. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for Finally. the 15th million time. Fucking waiting for you to fucking give them. But like, you know, I mean, how many times are we going to see that matchup? I don't That's know. That's the thing. But you were literally gushing, grinning ear to ear. I could hear your pants getting tighter when you were talking about how, oh, the great Charlotte Flair on all three shows, how she's carrying the company. But now you have Bailey, three brands, and Sasha three shows on all three shows and like well, they, there's, no, there's when, no love there's no respect for them when charlotte left and obviously you know that that happened the week before we took our week off and you know, we talked about that we need someone they need someone to step up 
Yes. You know, Sasha Banks and Bailey, they've been stepping up. Because Charlotte was on fire. You know, she's someone that can carry the show. In, but, you know, when she left, someone else has to take that spot. And, and the golden role models see, are. I, you know, I, I'm glad to see that. It's, again, it's the women carrying yeah, it on. That's true. Bailey and Sasha Banks. I think you they're know, the only Bayley. ones who can because they have that past, that the tag teams. I think no right. one and they have they have that chemistry together, and I think that helps Bailey a lot. I think Sasha Banks would flourish no matter what. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if Bailey. I'm curious what Bailey would do on her own without Sasha Banks. But you know, as as a team together, I'm loving. It. Oh wow! Okay, that's a first. Welcome, Mark. Welcome to the team. Well, it's just you know, it, I've been it's saying it for weeks for now. And you, you just keep, you give me fight. You fight me on it. Yeah, I've I'm never ha- had anything bad to say about Sasha Banks. All right, pull up the, the thing is with Bailey, what my whole thing was with her was her consistency, because she does throughout her career, she's had some great moments, some great great moments. But then the next week, it just falls flat. You know, I, I never saw consistency with her until until recently. I would have to say, and it's catching on. So you know, kudos to them. Well, since you're agreeing with me, let's end it there. Before you change your mind, let's get into the three count. It's time for the three count. All right, Mark, our favorite segment, the three count, bringing it back. Now, for the last couple of months, MVP's been trying to recruit people to form some sort of stable. He's got Bobby Lashley. He's working on Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Apollo Crews, to no effect yet. That's a stable maybe in the making, Mark? Maybe? I mean, MVP is putting on his great, his best work so far in his career, and you know that that'll be a cool faction to see because he's definitely made Bobby Lashley way more interesting than yeah, he right. has been. And uh, Apollo Cruz, also, you know, I, I've never really been that intrigued by Apollo Cruz, but you know, right now with the storyline, everything, never. yeah, I have interest. And you know, the same could work for Cedric Alexander. So you know, with that tandem together. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of, of like with the new day, you know, you Biggie kind of doing his thing. Kofi always had some interest. Xavier Woods didn't find his footing, but the three of them together was just magic. So got our wheels turning. If we were MVP, if we had to create our own faction, our own stable, who would we invite and bring into the fold? Now to make it more interesting so that me and Mark don't have the same answers, we've opened it up to all the top three companies, WWE, AEW, and of course, Impact. So it just should be fun. This is really hard. I thought like two or three names right away. Ended up with like eight of them. One of the hardest ones I've had to do in a while, Mark. Because I hate cutting people out because I really want them a part of my team. But I'm like, oh man. I gotta ask, do, do you have a theme for yours? Or do, do, do you just like throw people together? Um, you can sort of say there's a theme. I had a big theme, but then I got disrupted this morning when I asked you. If I can do like pairs, like if someone has a manager, can I get both of them? You said, yeah, I'll allow it. So that kind of threw me all up. So it's a little different now, but there's a little consistency here. So we'll find out. Okay. I would love to hear your rhyme and reason afterwards. Okay. Okay. So mine are not in any particular order. So I'm assuming yours aren't either because it's what order is there. I'm going I'm to put mine in order, I think. Yeah. I got this. OCD. All right, Mark, number three. <laughs> what does that mean? Of course I do. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I didn't say anything. You're hearing things. Mark, number three. All right, so number three, you know, I, I, I want to go with someone that's young. That's someone that, that could be developed um, with, with the leader and, and the other person involved as well. Uh, you, know, you know, right away, I'm thinking Simone Johnson, the Rock's daughter. She signed a WWE and, uh, developmental. Oh, that's right? a, that's I, a little, I, uh, okay, I was thinking maybe on the main roster, but okay, no, I'll allow it. No, 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 no. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. You know, she's the Rock's daughter. She's on a roster, though. She's on a roster. She's a, you're skewing the rules. Wind up, she's going to wind up in the roster. Fucking Hollywood somewhere. people. Fucking always, rules don't apply to them. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that. No, you know, saying, and, and, she, and she's incredibly young. And, I, and you know what? I, I'm going to explain it further later on. It's going to make more sense when I get to two and three. You'll see. Oh, okay. So, this was a really tough one. My third pick was one of the names that came to me right away. Someone I'm a huge fan of. They were my superstars of the year a couple years ago. They are amazing to watch in the ring, cut killer promos, old enough to be considered veterans to lead the younger guys. Man, I got to be down since day one. The Usos. Okay, so a tag team. Tag yeah. team. I'm going to solidify a tag team right off the bat. 
And what better tag team than the Usos? You, you, you said I was breaking some rules. Okay. Okay. Who <laughs> said tag teams? Any of the main roster? You're thinking of main All event right. tag teams? Woman, right? We could do anything we wanted. Let's leave it open to anybody okay. we want. Okay. 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 I feel you. Well, at least, at least, I mean... at least they're on the at least they're on the main roster, not developmental. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, one of the, Usos are one of the favorite tag teams, and one of the first names that came to me right away. And uh, Simone is signed to a WWE contract. Last I saw, so she's not on the main roster though. Anyway, continue, Mark. So I, 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 can't, I can't choose anyone from NXT. I can't choose a free agent who might be signed soon. Someone like Tessa Blanchard, who's going to be my number two? No, because she's done. I told you, it's the main roster of WWE. Man. WWE Impact or the other guys, AEW. She's not on either one of those rosters. What are you doing to me here? She was just released, she was just released by Impact, and she's going to be signing to <sighs> AEW or WWE very soon. You are so. completely blowing this out of proportion. You are totally ruining the fun here. Continue. <laughs> Well, obviously, you see where I'm going here. So I'm going with a, a complete woman faction here. And uh, Tessa Blanchard... Does your wife know about this? Because my, yes, she knows about huge this. perv. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I, you know what? We haven't seen a cool woman faction in some time. You know, we, we had a little bit of the, with, the, with the Riot Squad, and I wasn't completely sold with them. You know, we had uh, Paige, Mandy Rose, and, um, and Sonya Deville, but that was very short-lived. You know, so I, I, I want to see like a really cool dominant faction, and you know, you have Simone Simone Johnson, someone that, you know, if she's anything like The Rock, could be a star, and she's young enough, and you have Tessa Blanchard grooming her, someone that's that seasoned and veteran, and someone's phenomenal talent. Can you imagine the, those two together? Hey, obviously, Tessa Blanchard, a former World Heavyweight Champion from Impact. Thursday, meet a Mark. How about top three picks we want to form a faction with, Mark? Oh, I like that. Current rosters. Worked for me. My number three is someone who I, that's why I texted you about the, uh, can I bring their manager or partner with them? Someone who's young, someone who I think can take over a division, plus together as a team, unstoppable. Dakota Kai and Big Mommy Cool, Raquel Gonzalez. Young, young and hungry. I think they can learn a lot from myself as a leader and the Usos. I think that's four badass people right there. So you're, you're building a big faction. These are these are tag teams. I'm building. I'm building. Guys. I'm influenced from Evolution. Like you have the veterans of the Usos, and you got young up and comers, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. See who number one is. Well, my number one. I don't know if you're catching a theme here. It's not only just women, but these are second generation talent right mm-hmm. here. So then, of course, obviously the leader for then for this group, I would have to say. Is Charlotte Flair? I'm talking no about no surprise. Wow, at least you got somebody woman, on the main roster. But finally, someone's on the a roster. Women legacy. You know, we, we saw legacy before Randy Orton, Cody, and Ted DiBiase Jr. And I thought that was an awesome faction. But I'm picturing a woman version of this. You have someone like Charlotte Flair, her prestige, Tessa Blanchard, a badass who's got prestige of her own, who's coming into her her own style. She's got a little bad press, but going to something like this would definitely help her out quite a bit. And then building up these two women, these two iconic women, building up someone like Simone Johnson. It, it's star material right here all around. Yeah, good luck with those two getting along. <laughs> we, we, we're talking fantasy factions here, right? It's well, all fantasy. Yours is definitely a fantasy because two of them aren't on any roster. That's fine. <clears throat> My number one. I don't think long and hard about this. There's so many people I wanted to do this. Again, not in any order, but this is the last guy I'm picking. I got the veterans and the Usos. I got the young up-and-comers, hungry talent in Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I need somebody who's been around for a couple years now, still young enough to learn, who wants to be it, who has yet to make that leap to the main. Mm. This is his chance, okay? Someone who could destroy the mid-card, someone who could thrive in the main event picture, somebody who's killer in promos, and someone who I've loved to watch since I first met him, Moose. (laughs) Welcome to the team, Moose. So who's the leader of this faction? Me. <laughs> if I could create a faction, I'm the leader of the faction, bro. I'm the Paulie Dangerously. I'm the big player. <laughs> so who's your main event player, though? That's what I'm talking about. It's Moose? I believe you can uh, groom Moose to be the main event. Yeah. He's like my Batista. Okay. 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 You know, it's funny. You talk about Raquel Gonzalez in your group. Do uh, You know, she's actually second generation as well, but her father, I don't think, was in WWE. Or I any of the think I knew she was second, but I didn't know who her father was. Yeah. Hey, dude, I was actually thinking about going Rachel Ellering 
at one point too. But good if she's not on the roster, that's right up your alley, right? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, okay. So obviously, I actually had a very good reason for my picks right here. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, I had a process as far as I was going because I, I, again, I love Legacy and I, I wanted to see a badass win faction. I think, you know, this my fantasy booking right here. I think it would be an awesome force of women's wrestling. Uh, what was what was your rhyme or reason for yours? I was leaning I if one's to buy, like I said, evolution. You had somebody like Usos who could be like Triple H, the current guys who've been around for a while, could take the steed, get their guidance to the younger talent. You had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. You had Randy Orton, the young, hungry people who could definitely catapult to the main event roster and be around for a long time. And they got the big man, the animal moose. Oh, animal moose. That would actually make kind of sense. Being my Batista here. And um, me being Ric Flair. So you got, you have like a, you have a six man faction here. Damn right, bro. So I'm not even putting myself in the women, in the women's. I'll, I'll be the manager. Hell, yeah, there you go. I, I wouldn't mind doing yeah, I'm that. The I'm, not, I'm not taking part in wrestling or anything. <laughs> but I was just like the um, evolution. I loved how evolution did it. You have the uh, veteran with Ric Flair, uh, the legend with Ric Flair, the current veteran with Triple H teaching those two guys, teaching the younger talent. And look what happened to Randy Orton and Batista. Look what's going to happen to Dakota Cobb, Raquel Gonzalez, and Moose. Uh, I just, I just think we're unstoppable. Plus, all of us in suits, looking badass. Theme song? Forget about it. Forget about it. That was pretty good how you did that. Thank you, appreciate it. Off the cuff, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I was debating between Moose and like uh, Keith Lee. Those are two of my guys I was debating. For some reason, I just love Moose since I first saw him two years ago when I started watching Impact. It was a uh... plus. Nowadays, he's killing it on Impact right now. He's carrying the company on his back. So Moose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. That was fun. I mean, I, did, I followed the rules, but uh, it was fun. We had a good time. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about manager comp, but you, you were putting in tag teams in there. <laughs> I thought for a second, actually, you were going to go all tag teams. I thought for your number one was going to be like like a, like a powerhouse tag team. So I thought that was going to be interesting. I thought about doing all tag teams just to get the numbers. Yeah. But then I thought then I thought it was um, Andrade. And then, can I bring Zelina Vega in? Then I thought of, ah. Oh, Big Mommy Cool, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, I think they're younger and hungrier, so. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, listen, again, Simone Johnson signed to a WWE contract. Not on a roster. She's not, she's not on a roster. Tessa Blanchard is going. Not on a roster. No, okay. I did kind of break the rules now. Yeah. Oh, thanks for being Okay, appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good time. I love when we do you, want, you want me to replace it with Natalia? You want me to do that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I like the, when we do the three counts, we got to just make stuff up. Not what's our favorite, what's our this, but like when we have to think, actually get creative and think of stuff like this. This is awesome. Like, can't we do the next one? We do Legends. That's going to be down the line. Make, make sure you write that shit down. That's a fucking good one. I just thought of that one. For later. Got to make notes, man. Yeah, got to make notes. Add it to the list. Write it down. All right, Mark, Mark. I think, you, buddy. Wrote it down. Awesome. I, think, uh, I think my team will destroy your team. Okay. Okay. But, I, I, yeah, you have the strength in numbers. I'll give you that. But that's about it. One, two, three, four, five. It's five on one, yeah. Because the other two aren't on any rosters. So oh it'll be my five God. on one. Here we go. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, let's get in some go home thoughts. Yeah, man. Let's end the show. Uh, this, technically, we have one more show before Slimeversary, but it will air after the show. So technically, this is our go home show to Slimeversary. I haven't been excited for a pay per view like this in a long time. Impact Wrestling has done a phenomenal job. I'm talking to Jimmy J about this, sucking us in on who. Could it be that's coming in? And they're dropping clues every week. The guy was on the phone saying, you guys are a bunch of good brothers. Can't wait to see you here. What? Good brothers? You got Super Eric costume just laying around. You got D'Lo Brown with the Aces and Eights costume uh, vest. Man. Sucked in totally. Can't wait to buy it. Can't wait to they watch it. They did say it's going to be a former uh, TNA champion, right? No. Former world former champion. Impact. Former, former world, world champion. Doesn't necessarily oh. mean impact. Former world champion. Part of me thinks it's gonna be James Storm. I don't think that would live up to the hype. No, James Storm is pretty badass. That's a name right there. Especially when they first announced it, there was um, doing that video package of everybody who got released on mm-hmm. what Bloody Wednesday, what it was called. So you got to figure it's somebody who got released, unless they're totally fucking with us. They play well, who e- could it be? That's someone that was released that could be in there. Yeah, EC3. You got EC3. It could be Eric Young. You have Bubba Ray Dudley. Doesn't necessarily have to be released from WWE. You got the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers aren't going to be in there. It's, it's only one person. They didn't limit it to one person. They said, who's coming in? Former world champion could be the mystery fourth guy in this main event now. That got all jumbled up in the last couple of weeks. 
Also, props to Impact for editing the shit out of the last two shows because they're so involved with Tessa Blanchard and Mike Elgin that edit all that crap right. out. Right. And they've done a phenomenal job erasing them from their shows. They showed like a lot of flashback stuff. They you can tell there's different promos going on back and forth. But props to them for cleaning that up very nicely and very quickly as well. But Impact July what's Saturday's date? July 18th on pay per view. I'll be watching. I know Jimmy J will be as well. Mark, I guess you'll be watching it somewhere, right? I'll see, man. I'll see. I, I might not be around, but I'm going to try to. All right, that's that. Um, any go home thoughts for you, my friend? Do you I have, do, any, man. Do you have any I predictions do. of who's going to be the fourth guy in the main event? Oh, I you think it's James Storm. I think I think maybe James Storm. They're showing think, maybe uh, Sting. Sting's uh, uh, not under contract now. Kurt Angle. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Sting. Kurt so Angle, many I names. I think was just resigned. So many names. Oh man, boundless possibilities. Mark, I am sucked in. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, enough of me rambling on. Mark, go home. Talk for you. So a question was proposed to me that I got into a little bit of debate with uh, via text. And I want to bring this up to you and to everyone here that's listening about who is the Michael Jordan of wrestling. Oh, Jesus. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is not just as a competitor, not just like, you know, what they did in the ring, but also what they did for the company, what they did for wrestling in general, how they elevated the game, how they transcended wrestling and brought more eyes to the product, how they became larger than life, known throughout the world to be the person. When you think of WWE or, or just wrestling in general, you think of this person. I hate those questions. It's so subjective. Like, people say Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. The GOAT. Then I saw a meme of him, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and who the new cat is. I forgot it was three of them. Uh, Le- Michael Jordan was the goat of the 90s. LeBron was the goat of the 2010s. Kobe's the goat of the uh, aughts. So there's different goats for different generations, I guess. So what, you talk about grand scale of every generation? <sighs> Jesus, I don't know. Well, even, even so, I mean, as great as LeBron is and as great as Kobe was, you know, like, anytime you bring up those players, you automatically compare them to Jordan. And that's how damn good Jordan was. And people will still argue to this day that Jordan is the GOAT, that he's better than both of them. And, yeah. you know, not for nothing, I, I mean, this will be a whole other argument about NBA. You, you look at the numbers and you look at, like, the amount of time that Jordan played and keep in mind, he went to college, LeBron didn't, Kobe didn't. It, you know, it, it's a different ballgame. The fact that Jordan's number is still comparable with less games, uh, that, that says a lot. And more championships. I mean, if you're not considering their in-ring career overall with merchandise and uh, putting eyes on the product, then you got to go with like Stone Cold Steve Austin type. I want to say Shawn yeah, Michaels, so, but then did he really bring uh, so much, too many eyes on the business? I don't think he did. I don't think he had that impact. No, I, I, as much as I, I, a big Shawn Michaels fan as I am, uh, Shawn Michaels, I would not consider. Uh, then what about Hulk Hogan? I would say Hulk Hogan was the Magic Johnson of wrestling. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, For me, my pick actually wanted to be in The Rock. I was thinking and, about The Rock, but... Think and here's why, though. I mean, like, a bigger impact on the business itself. Stone Cold, he's he still did, around. and I'm not going. I'm not going to deny that Stone Cold had a bigger impact. Had a big impact, you know, because he was he was the lightning rod that, that made WWE, uh, you know, in more competitive with WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, without him, like you know, the Attitude Era wouldn't have happened. But you know, look at what The Rock did compared to Stone Cold, compared to Hulk Hogan. He took what Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold did. And brought it to a whole other level. You know, The Rock, obviously, very good in the ring, charismatic, very entertaining with his promos. But look where that got him, right? A world champion multiple times. Uh, but, you know, he transcended that and went to Hollywood. Brought more eyes to the product. Came back, even. He sold merchandise all throughout. Started his own TV show, SmackDown. It was, it was words like SmackDown, Jabroni, Rumble, like all... Like, all, like, you know, came back to wrestling. We all think of The Rock. Okay. Yeah, I agree, disagree. I'm, I'm not a Stone Cold either fan. I wasn't a big Stone Cold fan, but I think he was everywhere. Everybody knew about Stone Cold and uh, Austin 316 and his feuds with Mr. McMahon and uh, everything. But, you know, same, same with The Rock. You know, The Rock and Stone Cold feuded. The Rock feuded with just about everyone out there. You know, Stone Cold, as great as he was, you know, he, he didn't do things that The Rock did. And it's still doing. I mean, we just talked about before with with The Rock is worth on Instagram alone. Yeah, you know, and, and whenever you think The Rock, 
because no one really calls him Dwayne. You know, he did the Rock. Oh, he was a wrestler. I think the wrestler is kind of like a second now these days. I think he's now more known as the actor, the philanthropist. He's known as the actor, but you know, right away they 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 relate to him. Oh, he was a wrestler. Stone Cold's you know, still in the business. The people's eyebrow. Stone Cold. He has a podcast. He is, he's, he's giving back to the. Uh, he hosted fucking tough enough training people next generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think the, Rock, the Rock has come back to the WWE. He still he still has a finger left in it. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Again, I think we'd be here all night. I think with the same conversation we had with Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, we can go back and forth on this all night. But let's open it up to you. Let us know what your thoughts are. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. Inbox at com or hit us up on our social medias. Shot of Wrestling, no A, across the board. I'm curious if the answer is flood in, Mark. It should be a good one. I'm very curious to hear because actually, so my friend was saying Stone Cold and I was saying The Rock. So it's funny that you. This is the same friend with the Hulk Hogan Ric Flair thing. Yeah, it is. And me and him agreed then too. And you're. We should get him on the show. We should get him on the show. He used to work for WWE. We should definitely get him on. I mean, definitely slowly phase you out. What? Bring it. I'll start my own show. I'll kick your ass in the ratings. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Good luck with that. Let go. I can make that happen. You fly it. I'll see you next week. (laughs) <laughs> will you we don't know about that I'm not going to be here next week Mark why what's wrong don't worry about it don't worry about it oh you're keeping us all in suspense now it's taking a dark turn <laughs> mm. anyway so Mark for your favorite actor.com whoever that may be for your it's social me. medias yeah, you're going to go to your favorite actor.com it's going to go to markschwan.com you see all my social medias on there do you want to do markschwan.com because no one can spell it right because people got to look at it spell shit blah blah you, blah you ever thought about favorite changing favoriteactor.com you ever thought about changing your last name to a more Hollywoody stage name? No, because like my Tom name's got me. My name is doing me well so far, so why change it? Got that Kush gig on uh, Unforgettable. I still see every now and then. Every every three two months, three months it pops up. We can be heroes. You're, only, you're, you're like the only fan of that show. Mm, then why are they still airing it on TV? <laughs> I mean, they're a lot of crap on TV right now. <laughs> there's, there's no new shows. You would know. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty. Yep. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>